Thanks for listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast with your host, me, Dr. Amy Horneman, AKA the Thyroid Fixer. Also functional medicine practitioner, hormone and weight loss expert. We're talking all things thyroid, hormone and health related in order to empower, educate and transform you. Remember, I fix your thyroid, I fix your hormones, I fix your life. So let's get started. I am so excited for today's topic because we're diving into why you absolutely need to test for reverse T3 and we'll go over what high reverse T3 means and how it's tied into your body. And I also want to go over why endocrinologists won't test reverse T3. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound... Like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. Now, just for a little preclude, if you read the description, you'll see that one of my posts just last week on my Facebook page was getting trolled by a group of basically a gang of trolly endocrinologists. And what they gifted me with was actual proof. I mean, it's one thing for me to say, and you'll see this in the Attuned Thyroid Facebook group, we all say it, experience with endocrinologists is going to be bad nine times out of 10. Now, I will say there are a couple of good ones. I always lead with this stat of I see patients, I've been seeing patients for 25 years. I see patients in the US and the UK and Canada, South America, Australia, New Zealand, and Netherlands. And of all those countries in all those years, I do have a list of three good endocrinologists. And I'm sure there's more out there. I just haven't compiled my list any further. But anytime I meet with a patient who is seeing a kick-ass endo, I write it down. I write it down so I can have a list. And on that list, I have three. Now, I'm sorry if you are an endocrinologist listening to this and you are amazing and you test reverse T3 and you treat with something other than T4, reach out to me. I'll put you on my list and I'll send you referrals, hands down. But it's very, very rare, very rare. And what they gifted me was proof of their lack of knowledge and lack of understanding and lack of compassion for their patients literally ego driven. So I'll be reading you there's comments so we can deep dive into it. We're going to have some fun with this fun, fun, fun. So let's first go over why we test for reverse T3. Well, let's start with what is reverse T3. I have a couple other podcasts on this, but it's worth going over again. It's worth repeating a million times because the more that you hear it, the more it will stick and the more that you will demand it when being a patient advocate for yourself. 
Reverse T3, you may have heard or you may have asked for this from your doctor already, and you got the answer, we only test in a clinical setting. I have heard this multiple times from my patients when they ask for reverse T3. We only test in a clinical setting. In a clinical setting means when you are in the hospital. When you're in the hospital with a, a trauma, a severe illness, you're in the ICU, you're in the ER. Well, of course, of course we will test then. But of course it will be high because we were given this beautiful survival mechanism. Reverse T3, we appreciate, we love, we love that it's part of the body. We don't want it high when we don't want it high, but we love that it's there for us because it is, it is built in as a survival mechanism. Because if you think about it, let's say you were, God forbid, let's say you were driving down the road and you're in a horrific crash. You get life lighted to your nearest hospital. Your body is fighting for survival. We want you to live. We want you to live. Do you need to burn fat, grow your hair, feel good, have energy, have a brain function working, be able to focus, concentrate? No, you don't need any of that. In fact, you don't even need to poop. All systems will shut down. Reverse T3 will go up. Reverse T3 will go up to shut your systems down so that all energy, all focus can be right on keeping you alive. Everything, all the power in your body can go to whatever system is damaged and it can start repair and it can start healing and it can keep you in the fight. That is why we love and appreciate reverse T3. We want it as part of our, our God-made beautiful bodies. But here's when we don't want it high. And here's why we test outside of the clinical setting. Because what if, let's say you're just living life. You're walking around. You're trying to work. You're trying to raise a family, trying to clean your house, going to the grocery store, getting work done, doing computer work, helping your kids with homework, going out with your girlfriends, going on a vacation. What if it's high then? Well, then you're screwed because your body is literally in a survival mode while you are trying to live life and get things done. That's the last time in a day that we want your reverse T3 high. Now let's take it one step further. You're on T4. Let's say you went to one of these closed-minded endocrinologists and you're in that T4 box. You're in the Synthroid box, as I call it. You're in that T4 box. And that's all you're given is T4 and you're giving more T4 and they're testing your TSH and they go, well, Judy, you need, you need more T4. Here's an, here's an increase from 88 to 112. This will help you. And you don't feel any better and you're still gaining weight and you can't lose weight, but it's the scale keeps going up and starting to freak you out. And the hair keeps coming out and you are still so tired. You can barely work. Well, here, here you go, Judy. Here's more T4. Well, here's more T4 and here's more T4. And they're not testing your reverse T3. That is medical malpractice all day long. Why? Because that T4 can convert into reverse T3. T4 has two paths to choose. I always laugh. I, I, I reference the, uh, isn't it Robert Frost? Isn't that right? That he says, you know, two, two paths diverge in woods. I took the one less traveled, right? Do I got that right? I'm not a poet. I'm not a poem person at all. But that's a classic, right? You have two paths. This is T4, diverged in a woods. Here we are, T4, which way are we going to go? Are we going to go this way to convert over to free T3? 
We hope so. We cross our fingers. We hope so. But are we going to go this way maybe and convert over into reverse T3? So your T4, whether it's produced by your thyroid gland or given to you in the form of medication and even NDT, I don't mean to leave out my NDT people. I, I, I focus on T4 only because many of you are stuck in the synthroid box and that's very, very bad. It's a very bad place to be, very bad box to be in. But, I, but let's you know wrangle in the NDT people too because NDT, listen, you're on 80% T4, 20% T3 in that natural desiccated thyroid pill. I don't care whether it's armor or NP, just do the math. Put it in your calculator, in your phone, put in your dose times 0.8. That's how much T4 you're on. So you're still on T4 and that T4 can still convert over to reverse T3. So let's check it. Let's check it. Because if that reverse T3 is high, and I don't even mean outside of the standard lab value range, I mean above a 12. If that reverse T3 is high, then my friend, your body is moving into survival mode. It is going to shut down your fat burning and shut down you feeling good and shut down you pooping and shut down you growing your hair and shut down you having your brain function to memorize and focus and concentrate and get work done. It is going to shut everything down. Stop and think about this for a second. Why wouldn't we test it? Can anyone listening give me, this is what I should have Oh, I should have asked the endos on my, the trolls on my page. I should have asked them if they could give me one good reason why not to test it. One good reason why not to test it. If you are a doctor, if you happen to be an endo listening to this, if you're one of my trolls, I want you to answer me. Why would you not test it? You took an oath to help your patients. You took an oath to help them get better, not just help them survive, help them get better and thrive. Any symptom they bring to you, it is your responsibility to figure out why. Because as I always say, if you have a sign, if you have a symptom that is a gift from your body, giving you something to look deeper into. So a symptom is a sign that something's up with your body and you better figure out what it is. And when symptoms compile upon themselves, now you have two, now you have four, now you have six. Huge, huge signal. And you would be silly to ignore it and your doctors are silly to ignore it. So the question is, why not test it? Why not test it? It's a, it's a box. Check the box. It's no skin off your back. It's not money out of your pocket to check that. You check it. So you have all the information on your patient that you possibly can so you can help them. So there's my big question. Why not check it? Well, we do have to check it. And every single time you get your labs done, you want to check it because that tells us something. That tells us that your body is moving into survival mode. And with that reverse T3 high, it gives me, us, an answer to figure out why it's high. Now, maybe you're just on too much T4 medication. And we need to lower the T4 and in, add in, if you're in the T4 only box, add in T3 or change the ratio. Maybe you need a ratio change where T4 goes a little bit lower and T3 comes up a little bit. And there are many ways that we can do this, by the way. There's a bajillion different combinations that we can do to fix your thyroid. 
unbeknownst to your endocrinologist, is in the T4 only box. Many, many different things we can do. So we can change the ratio. Maybe over time, we find, now this isn't, I've, I've had questions like this, so I'm going to say it. We don't jump to T3 only. We don't, we don't go on a hunch where people go, you know what? I think I might be like you. I think I'm T3 only. Well, it, well, we don't know that yet because you're, you're over here on five micrograms. Like you're on a, a baby pinky finger dose of T3 and you're on a boatload of T4 when you came to me. We're not quite at T3 only yet, but maybe over time we find that that darn reverse T3 just does not come down. That's called reverse T3 syndrome. Your reverse T3 stays up no matter what. And you need to transition into a T3 only situation. It is rare, but it is it is there. It, it's, it's absolutely possible, probable, doable. We got to figure it out. Now, let me back out of the extreme and come back to, let's say your reverse T3 is high. You're on a little bit of T4. You're on a little bit of T3. And that reverse T3 is still high. Hmm, okay. Let's figure out what's causing that. Let's figure out what's causing that high. So we have to look at hormones. I always say both and. I always look at both and with all my patients, both and, both and. We got to look at your hormones. I want to know if you're estrogen dominant. And estrogen dominance doesn't just mean an H next to your estrogen, ladies. It means the ratio of estrogen to progesterone. So I'm going to look at that ratio. If you're estrogen dominant, that could be one of the driving factors of elevated reverse T3. Now, let me clarify too, because I got this question last week from a patient. So it's, it's definitely worth bringing up and clarifying. There's not an inverse relationship to that. So she said to me, well, why do I have normal reverse T3, but I am estrogen dominant. Estrogen dominance can be the cause of elevated reverse T3, but you could have a normal reverse T3 and still be dealing with estrogen dominance. So hopefully that is understood. Estrogen dominance is one of the many things that can cause T4 to convert to reverse T3. Other causes are anemia, low ferritin, High insulin, I'll get back to that in a second. High insulin's a biggie, big, big, big. Insulin resistance, high insulin, type 2 diabetes will drive that reverse T3 up because walking around with high insulin is such a stressor on the body that it would stand to reason that the body kind of thinks it is in a protective mode. Like, hey, maybe we should calm this body down a little bit and because this high insulin is just, whew, it's just wreaking havoc on all systems. When you have high insulin or when you are a type 2 diabetic, it's starting to affect your eyesight. It can make you go blind. It can make you lose toes and fingers and limbs. Your body doesn't want that. So it might elevate your reverse T3, probably will elevate your reverse T3 when you have high insulin. Low iodine is a big, big, big factor in driving up reverse T3. I just answered a question today in the Attune Thyroid about iodine. And kind of got into a little bit more detail. When you think about it, every cell in the body needs iodine. Iodine is very protective of the immune system. It boosts the immune system. It's very protective against breast cancer. And your thyroid needs iodine. Yes, even if you don't have a thyroid, you need iodine to convert T4 to T3. So low iodine, iodine deficiency is going to result in an elevated reverse T3. Not enough magnesium, not enough selenium, 
And then there is the genetic SNPs, the DIO1, DIO2 genetic SNPs makes a person a non-converter. I'm actually looking into getting that tested for myself because I'm really curious because I don't convert. I am T3 only if we're new. I, I say that a million times, but if you're a newbie, I'm T3 only. I don't convert. So I would like to know if it, if it is a genetic SNP because I don't, I've, I've checked off all the boxes. I'm not anemic. I don't have high estrogen. I don't have high insulin. My mag is good. My selenium is good. I take iodine. I just don't know about those genetic SNPs. I'm not sure. Your gut, your gut plays a role as well. So if you have a completely disastrous gut, if you have candida, if you have H. pylori, there is a chance, SIBO, there is a chance that reverse T3 can be elevated because our immune system starts in the gut. Our health starts in the gut as well. Well, okay, that's a saying. I think our health starts with our thyroid. I'm just biased. Maybe, maybe because it's the master gland that controls the entire body. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little biased. But definitely your immune system starts in the gut. If you don't have enough like stomach acid, if your gut's a disaster, then, you know, we might want to fix that. Low zinc, low vitamin D can all drive elevated reverse T3, can drive reverse T3 up. I might have missed a couple, but that gives you the, the general idea, right? That gives you the general idea of why we want to test it, why we have to test it, why we want to dig a little bit further and find out, hey, what's going on? Why is this going up? Why am I not converting? Maybe it is something as simple as I need a change in my medication. Maybe it is. I said I come back to insulin. I keep referring to this case because it's so fascinating and, and powerful and impactful. It just impacted me. It impacted me in a deep way. I have a podcast on that as well. So if you want to go back a couple of weeks, you're going to see the case study podcast. Just go back a few episodes, scroll back through. If you're listening to the Thyroid Fixer podcast on all podcast platforms, scroll back through, look at the case study. So this particular girl, I referenced multiple times, multiple podcasts now, because it was just so right there in black and white and so evident to me of a, it was just a, that wow moment that we get as practitioners where we see the connection and, and it, and we, and we could eliminate a factor. So I'll explain. She was on T3 only. I'm not quite sure how she got there. I actually don't remember. I'd have to go, I would have to go back. But she was working with a practitioner that had her on T3 only, a relatively small dose. Now, it, it may even have been that her family like, pulled the T4 and had her just on T3 just to see. But her family came to me and said, you know, we really, she's a young girl, a young girl, obese. I, I mean, I felt for her. I, I felt for her. Very troubling, very distressing. I mean, led to, you know, severe depression. That part of that was thyroid and part of that was just not being able to lose weight, not having answers. So we, we test her thyroid thoroughly and here's this reverse T3, super elevated. I reference it in the podcast on the case study, but 25, 27, 29, something like that. Maybe even higher. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but I know it was actually flagged. She got an H. It was red, Whew, really high. So if I want it below a 12 optimal and it's actually getting flagged in the labs, that's bad. Then we're going through, we're going through A1C, 6, 6.2, something like that. I'm like, oh, this girl's diabetic. Insulin, 57. It was in the 50s, 53, 57. Highest I've ever seen. Highest I have ever seen in my life. Never seen an insulin that high. 
There it was. There was the cause. She's on T3 only. Yeah, her thyroid's still producing some T4, but it wasn't about the thyroid. It was about the insulin. That insulin was literally putting her body in a survival mode. Her body thought that she was laying in the ICU fighting for her life. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. It's amazing to me. So to see that was pretty, it was fascinating, but that's how our bodies respond. That's how our bodies respond. Always remember that your body is smarter than you think it is. And your body intuitively knows more than you actually know. I know it's your body, but your body knows more. Your body knows when you need to shut things down. Do you ever push pat, like go through a really stressful time and you don't stop and you don't stop and you're pushing past work and you're working long hours and you don't stop and you're not sleeping that well. Isn't your body smart that it'll give you a really bad cold and lay you on your ass so you have no choice but to chill the hell out? Yeah, that's your body being really smart. So her body was, was brilliant. It said, uh-uh, this insulin, not acceptable. She is going to go blind. She is going to start losing fingers and toes if her family doesn't step in and start doing things, change her diet, which of course we talked about. I digress. So your body is so smart, it will absolutely shut you down in order to keep you alive. So we have to find out the why. Why is your reverse T3 so high? Let's do all of the testing. Why not test it? Why not test everything? Let's get all the tests so we can see. Maybe you're dealing with an underlying infection. Maybe you have active Epstein-Barr virus. Maybe you have heavy metals. Maybe you have a mold. All of that, all of it will push up your reverse T3. I promise you that. So now with all of this information at our fingertips, knowing that our body can literally go into survival mode, knowing that our body can, can shut down and stop doing everything, stop running fast, stop making you feel good, stop getting you through the day, stop you from pooping. Why aren't we testing it? So I said that I would treat you with some entertainment today. Just in case you can't quite get over to my post, I'm going to treat you with some, some hard entertainment today. So, you know, endocrinologists, listen, like I said in the beginning, I love a good doctor. I, I have, I've worked with many. Listen, and a good doctor is one that will test everything. will listen to you. will ask you those four important words of how do you feel? And will take their time with you. Being open-minded to maybe change things up. If you come into the medical profession or any kind of profession where you are dealing with someone's health, if you're a nutritionist, a functional medicine practitioner, or an acupuncturist, a registered dietitian, a DO, an MD, an NP, a PA, if you are dealing with someone's health and well-being, you better set your ego aside because there might be, I know, newsflash, there might be things that you don't know. Listen, if I get somebody that asked me, I, I remember I had one patient that had interstitial cystitis. I don't know interstitial cystitis. I can't even say interstitial cystitis five times fast. So I refer out. I don't claim to know something that I don't, but I get it. Endocrinologists kind of have a little bit of pressure because endocrine is actually in their title. So we all assume that they know the endocrine system, which consists of the thyroid and hormones and insulin. By the way, 
But when we run into people like this, it just makes me, it just kind of perpetuates the, uh, the stigma that I already have for them, the stigma that is already surrounding them with so many of you and so many of your experiences with endocrinologists. So this one guy jumps in and says that what I'm saying about reverse T3 isn't true. It's only important in very few situations. Well, again, we're coming back to those, those clinical situations. And I go, but you know, yeah, we, we definitely want to test it when somebody's in the ICU or the ER, but again, I mean, isn't it super important if people are walking around trying to live? I think so. I think so. I, I answered him. I said, that's incorrect. I made podcasts on this topic, but in a nutshell, while we do test reverse T3 in a clinical setting, such as the ICU or ER, we know it will be high because your body will be put in the survival mode to keep you alive during that trauma, just like we talked about earlier. And if you have a conversion issue or if you're on T4 only, you must test reverse T3 because if elevated while not in the ICU or the ER, but rather while you're trying to live life, you'll feel like absolute garbage. Your body will put you in the survival mode. We already talked about that. You won't lose weight. You won't have it grow your hair. You won't have energy. There we go. And I said, it's a shame that doctors don't test this. What we know about T3, it's a built-in survival mechanism. It's fantastic if you're dying in the ER or the ICU. So kudos to doctors who test during those clinical settings. But if an endocrinologist who should know the endocrine system inside and out, including the thyroid, hence the label endocrinologist, and how the body works, I mean, they, they would want to pay attention to what reverse T3 is. And they would realize that it should not be elevated when you're trying to live life on a day-to-day -day basis and not lying in a hospital bed. The body should not be in survival mode as we're trying to work, take care of our families, take care of ourselves. Simply breaking out a medical textbook would show that T4 convert to reverse T3. This will put the brakes on the entire body, literally putting the body into survival mode as if you were laying in the ER. Not testing this to get the full picture of your patient's health is medical malpractice. And if you're a doctor who doesn't want to know the full picture of your patient's health, then you shouldn't be in practice in the first place. And that is my 100% true feeling. You should not be in practice if you do not care about the body, if you do not care how the body works, if you do not care about your patients enough to check a box, to get a test, to get an answer. Hang tight. I'm pretty passionate about this going to get even more fun. So I had another, another, I have three endocrinologist gang members on this post. They decided that they must've called in their buddies. There's a couple other that just chimed in with one or two comments. So there might be four or five. So I have a, a whole endo gang. So with one of them, I said, you know, reverse T3 is one indicator. We have to look at all factors. Like we talked about insulin, anemia, hormone balance, all that, you know, I said, yeah, see my detailed explanation below. I answered these people three, four times. This one said, please educate me. What's the function of reverse T3? So I educated. How do you propose to normalize it? Well, we want to normalize it by looking at the factors. Maybe we do have to address insulin, such as in the case study case I just said. Maybe we need to bring up a person's T3 medication, bring down their T4, because we know that T4 converts to reverse T3. T3, by the way, does not convert to reverse T3. It does not. T4 does. So that's why we could definitely normalize it. And then one proceeded to say, you have not answered my question. Is the internet page the source of your scientific information? I said, no, it's, it's eight additional years of schooling after college. That's the source of my 
education plus 25 years in practice and a medical textbook. I threw in a couple studies, but that wasn't good enough for them. Then we move on. I even posted the causes of high reverse T3 thyroid fixer podcast. And I told one of them, I posted that in multiple comments on this page. Certainly grab it. Posted multiple pictures, tons of sources of information, but they weren't reading. They just had their own agenda in mind. So they said again, so you have the internet as your source and you don't seem to agree with doctors, but your internet resource has endocrinologist comments about thyroid. It doesn't even make sense. And the one thing that I really love about their comments is it actually shows how childish and uneducated they are and how very little they care about their patients. Regardless, show me one good scientific literature which recommends titrating thyroid med dose based on reverse T3. I said, I believe you're not reading my messages above. The internet is not my source of information. Eight additional years of schooling and 25 years in practices. And adjusting medication to bring down reverse T3 and finding the root cause of reverse T3 and seeing patients actually get better is another source of information. You know, when you do this for a while, you tend to get a, a pretty good N equals thousands of patients that I've helped over 25 years. It's pretty, I mean, if I did a study, if I did, if I, if I could publish a paper on all the patients that I've had who have thrived when we bring the reverse T3 down or we bring free T3 levels up and optimize their thyroid. I don't have time to write a paper. So I'm not going to right now. However, I did cite one that says, from these results, we concluded, this is, this is a study, it's in the post. You can read it if you want. From these results, we concluded that re the relationship between serum T4 level and reverse T3 to T3 ratio should be examined for adequate information concerning the peripheral conversion of thyroid hormones under various thyroid diseases. That means we should check it. That wasn't good enough. So they just continued to kind of bully and they asked my credentials, which I told them multiple times. <sighs> it gets old. And then some of my patients jumped in as well as my health coach jumped in. I had a bunch of people jumping in, but it got pretty fun. I'm telling you, it got pretty fun. So this one dude, he jumps in and says, we do know very well about reverse T3 long before you. Okay. And again, is only needed in certain situations and not for every day. God, I mean, can you imagine the patients that he sees? Do you imagine how screwed they are? And, and listen, we've all been there trusting endocrinologists because it has endocrine in its name. And our PCPs, when we first came to them with our thyroid issues, our thyroid symptoms, said, you better go see an endocrinologist. So we trust and we go. And we trust some more that these people are actually going to know what to do. But here it is, proof positive in black and white. You can go back and read it. I'm leaving it right there. There's no comments deleted whatsoever. Black and white. You and your not trained fixers do not understand what you are making patients to expend money. So that's not even a full sentence. You only order 100 tests and tell them to pay 2000 cash and don't understand or don't care about how this really works. Again, not really a great test. I really like to, by the way, of ordering 100 tests, I like to order uh, blood tests. I like to get it pushed through your insurance. I like to stay away from functional tests as much as possible because they do cost money. So he's thinking that just because I'm functional, I fall into that category of ordering $2,000 in functional tests, which functional practitioners do do. Eh. I'm not down with that. 
I'm down with reading just basic labs. Let's let's get the labs, but let's get full labs, thorough. So if it takes 100 tests, check a box, and you go to your ACL or lab core to get, that's cool. It's $25 copay, maybe $100 copay. Still way less than $2,000 in functional tests. I said, oh, unfortunately, you don't know much about my practice or how I operate. I'm sorry you feel that way. All the testing that we order are standard tests covered by insurance when you use proper diagnostic codes from actually listening to the patient and listening to their symptoms. That's more than enough to get a reverse T3 covered. Just for you guys' knowledge, your symptoms are diagnostic codes to get tests covered. So if your doctor says, I don't think insurance will cover that, you go in with a bulleted list of symptoms. You Could you pick from any of these 20 symptoms that I have to maybe use as a diagnostic code to get the reverse T3 tested? Bullet list your symptoms. Bullet them. I said, but what actually is a scam and a shame are people who are going to a specialist who's supposed to know the endocrine system. And they spend five minutes with a person, go by TSH alone, tell them that they're normal, even though they can't get out of bed and are 20 pounds heavier than they were last month. Maybe throw them some T4 medication because that's the only medication they know. And bill their insurance for an office visit. That person then goes and cries in their car and searches for the next specialist that may or may not listen to them. And then once they find someone that knows the thyroid like I did, they lose the weight, feel amazing, or able to live life again. But the scam and the shame is what you do, is what you do. Not spending time with your patients, endocrinologists, and not testing reverse T3 to get the full picture. Francisco wanted to argue with some of my patients. Even my beloved Patty jumped in <laughs> disagreeing. <sighs> ah. So Francisco actually admits he's an endo. He says, I can see you are not telling the true when you said we only check TSH. Not true. Oh, that's right. They might test free T4 too. Lucky you. Doesn't give us enough answers. Using frustration from patients and half truths and lies about a complicated manner as is medicine means, oh, I'm a scammer. And we do know what these quacks are doing with people. So they know what they're doing with people. I said, do you even hear yourself? Do you believe that you are the only one on the planet that can help people? Even if you test beyond TSH, do you have such an ego that you believe that no one else knows what they're doing? I mean, it, it, it's unbelievable. So like I, I eventually told Francisco, I'm going to leave your comments up so everyone can see how childish you're being, literally thinking that no one else in the world can help people. It's quite fascinating to see what you're writing. And they got a couple other people that jumped in. They wanted me to answer what the job of reverse T3 is. Why is reverse T3 high in severe illness, which I did. And they wanted to know what are the harmful life-threatening side effects of treatment with high doses of T3 as I recommend. Now, let me get this. Let me, let me clarify for all of you too. I do not recommend high T3 dosing. I'm on a little bit of a higher dose. I recommend what's going to work for you and what's going to optimize you. And if that's five micrograms, if it's 150 micrograms, I don't care. It's about finding what's going to work for you to have a reverse T3 in the optimal range. Thank you very much. So my dear endocrinologist trolls proved the point that we've been saying all along. So my point to you is if you want to keep treading water and going to another endocrinologist and another endocrinologist, by all means, go through that hell. 
I would recommend not going through hell. If you have a choice, don't go through hell. That's silliness. Work with somebody who actually tested the reverse T3 because today we just went over the importance of it, didn't we? So I hope that guides you in your decision of what doctor are you going to believe next and what tests you absolutely need to get. Now, of course, you can order reverse T3 on your own. But, you know, if that's the only piece of the puzzle, that's the only thing that you need and your doctor will test everything else, that's fine. But I would still argue if your doctor won't test it, why? I mean, if you're going to be working with me and I go, oh, you know what? You have everything that we need. Just go order the reverse T3 from Alta Labs. It's like $19. And then you're going to be working with, with me anyways. And we're going to change up your dosing. You don't even have to worry about the doctor that wouldn't order the reverse T3. That's cool. But if you're doing it on your own and you have to order the reverse T3 to get the, the, the answers for you, is that doctor really going to help you if they're not even willing to order a test? But you know my rule. I will leave you with this and then I'll get to the questions. My rule is if your doctor says no to testing, it's time to get a new doctor, period. Questions, questions. What are your thoughts on a low reverse T3? It's cool. Mine's very, very low. So T3, if you don't have T much T4 in your system, if you're T3 only like me, or if you're on, let's say, a really low dose of T4 and you're, you know, we talked about that ratio change of a little bit more T3 and less T4, reverse T3 is going to go down. I mean, mine is basically non-existent. I couldn't even remember what my last number was. But yeah, I'm basically non-existent because if I'm healthy, if my insulin's low, if I'm not estrogen dominant, if I take iodine, if I'm not anemic, if I'm taking my zinc, I'm a, my D, and my magnesium, and a little bit of selenium, and I don't have T4 in the mix, and I have Hashimoto's and my thyroid's all but beep, gone, why do I care about low reverse T3? Confirms the fact that I'm not dying in hospital bed. So I'm pretty down with that. It all depends on the situation, but I don't care about low reverse T3. Doctor number four, finally test the reverse T3. It was a 22. Woo, way too high. Remember less than 12. I'm working on getting her to lower T4 and up to T3 after the labs. Bingo. That's what you got to do. And then you got to retest reverse T3 and actually see what it's doing. In the UK, I know, I know, I, I have UK patients. In the UK, they don't even test free T3 and free T4 most of the time. Ended up in emergency and all they did is TSH. Yeah, they definitely don't test uh, reverse T3 over there either, Monica. They do not. Mine was a 31 with T4 only. Bam, thank you. Thank you for writing that. There is the perfect example. T4 only pushed her up. You're actually flagged. You're actually flagged high. Can low aldosterone cause stress on the body, Miss Ivelisse? Yeah. So, yes. So I always talk about the importance of testosterone and the thyroid. And having optimal testosterone levels is also important, especially when it comes to expression of Hashimoto's. So yes, low testosterone is definitely a stressor, both on males and females, especially males, because their bodies are driven by testosterone levels, aldosterone, testosterone. And when it's low, they're actually at a higher inflammatory state, a greater risk for heart disease and heart attack, cardiac issues. Uh, so yeah, it would stand to reason. Now, I don't have any uh, definitive like case studies to show you on this. Maybe they're out there. I just have to dig and look for them. 
but low testosterone increasing reverse T3. I mean, that would be a good hypothesis for sure. A good study to do. Endocrinologists are useless when it comes to the thyroid. Bam. Thank you. Sorry. I don't mean to be hating today. I don't want you to think that this is like a get back at my trolls podcast. It's not. It's literally just to show you. It was like, again, it was like a gift. Gift sent from heaven. Like, just go ahead and prove to me that you guys even sound unintelligent. Like, you, you, you don't even, like, you don't even sound like you're open-minded. You don't sound like you want to help the patient. You're just shutting it down. Like, everybody's bad because they want to test reverse T3, and we know what we're doing because of our God complexes. I mean, it's amazing. That's what I wanted to share. Made for an exciting chat here, didn't it? All right, Miss Mary, my reverse T3 was a 29. I honestly felt like I needed to go to the ER on a daily basis. I described my symptoms as feeling like my life was leaving my body. I was told I was depressed and anxious. Five endos later, five, let's pause. Mary went to five. Mary went to five endos later. I started with a nurse practitioner, prescribed T3, slowly crept down to a 13. Game changer for me. I'm still fighting other stuff, but I wouldn't have the physical or mental ability to fight it if it wasn't for taking T3, which brought down your elevator reverse T3 of a 29. Mariah says, don't even waste their energy with them. Endos, she means. Melinda spent seven years with endo with zero help. You get the results. They don't. Simple. Thanks, Monica. Miss Meg, I love it. Calling them on their BS. MD does not stand for medical deity. <laughs> yes. Meg, that's enough. I got to write that down. Wait, MD, no, not medical deity. I just wrote that down. I'm going to use that. I knew endos need a fresh latest course on reverse T3 and liver struggling with T3 conversion issues. Yeah, but even if there was a course and there's a ton of information out there, their ego is not going to let them watch it. It won't let them watch it. The ego is going to get in the way. Melinda, your reverse T3 was a 25 on 175 micrograms of T4 and 12.5 of T3. So that's way too high of a dose of T4. And that's that's the problem that I have, right? These docs, they go, more T4, more T4, more T4 is the answer. We're going to bring it up, go 88 to 112 to 125 to 150 to 175. I've seen people on over 200 micrograms of T4. And that's just unreal. I mean... Who do you think is going to happen to reverse T3? And let me say one last thing about, I didn't say this earlier in the podcast, but reverse T3, T4 to T3 conversion. When you think about all the factors that can get in the way, it's a pretty darn tough job. I mean, it, it's a little rough, right? Because you got to have perfect iron. You got to have D, perfect D levels. You have perfect zinc levels. And you have to have low insulin. So your diet better be on point. You better check your hormones. You better see all the different factors. It, it's a tough job to do. So when we throw more T4 at you, that's not necessarily the answer. Kara, so what do these endos say about the progress we get from you compared to absolutely nothing that we get from them? Girl, it was all ego-driven. It was, the, the comments were ego-driven. Go, go read them. They, they will make you laugh, honestly. You'll see my answers and then you'll see theirs and you'll see mine, you'll see theirs. They're not even reading mine. They're just talking to hear themselves talk. And that's what you're going to get when you go in the office too, by the way. So the Metabolic Disease Associates that I went to, which was number 
five or six in my misdiagnosed journey, misdiagnoses journey. It was an endo. That's when I cried in my car. And I just remember literally him being more interested in getting back to the office Christmas party that was going on than spending time with me. And it didn't matter what I brought to him research-wise, the ego was was just overtaking. The ego was overtaking. So yeah, Kara, it, it, they don't have anything to say because they don't listen. <laughs> They're getting paid either way. Remember, you go to the end now. What incentive do they have to get you better? Everything's being run through insurance. They're getting paid one way or another. Hospital's probably giving them a salary. Doesn't matter how many patients they see in a day. Doesn't matter how many happy or dissatisfied patients they have. They'll, they'll, they'll mark it in your medical chart that everything was normal. Everything was fine. They don't have a reputation to uphold. I do. I better get you fixed or all y'all are going to talk, right? So it's on me. And I'll take that. Remember, I, li- I, I like it when patients come to me and go, you're my last hope. I go, I will take that label all day long. Put it on me. Put, put the stress, put the pressure on me. It's not stress. You're not that tough of a case. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, no, take, take it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on me. I will take that label all day long. I will be your last hope because I'm going to listen and I'm going to care. It's my reputation on the line if I can fix you or not. So I'm going to do everything in my toolbox. And guess what? Once again, if I don't know something or if you have something that I can't treat because it's not in my wheelhouse, I will admit it, not let my ego get in the way and I will refer it out or I will find the answer for you. I will find that answer for you. All right, everyone, this has been fun for me. I hope it's been as fun for you as it's been for me. I encourage you to go over my Facebook page if you haven't yet. That's where the trolls are. If you're if you're an Instagram person, they're not there. You got to go Facebook. You got to go my Facebook page. It's actually on my personal page, by the way. So we take everything that we post because, you know, Facebook algorithms, they're crazy. So we take everything that we put on my Dr. Amy Horneman business page and we actually flip it over to my personal page, which is just Amy Horneman. It's just me. So you can see the um, this week's Q&A, what does high reverse T3 really mean? Post in there and then you can have some fun reading through the comments. All right, you guys. Love you all. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for chiming in. I love your questions. And we'll see you later this week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast. And if you want to find out more about working together, you can click the link below in the show notes to book a discovery call. And there you'll be talking to a member of my team. They are an extension of me. They are amazing. And you and I will talk after that once we get you all signed up and you and I get to work together. All right. I hope to see you soon.